What's going on, everybody? Travis Took here, and I'm here with one of my best friends, Black Belts, and owner of his own Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy, Team Took Cyprus, Professor Miguel Castro. How are you, sir? How are you guys doing today? Glad to be here. We have a lot to talk about. We've been we've been really close friends since 2008, when you started training with me, and I really wanted to get into the history of- Actually, six. 2006? Yeah. February 21, 2007. Seven. Okay, we'll, we'll agree to meet in the middle. <laughs> 2007. And I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of like your history of, you know, getting involved in jujitsu and becoming a student and, be, you know, really uh, finding a passion for it, becoming a black belt and eventually starting your own academy. And we'll get to that. But we're in strange times with this virus situation. So I thought it would be an opportunity for us to also talk about, since we both own academies and we've had to respond yes. to this situation, you know, how we've been doing. So we'll kind of start with that and maybe backtrack. But how you been doing with that? Well, <laughs> the, the big thing is we have to respond, right? Just like uh, with everything, you know, uh, obstacles and challenges respond. Uh, it's kind of caught us all by surprise. And we're um, adapting, you know, doing online courses and, and trying to be interactive with the students and, and um, you know, keep everyone engaged. You know, we've had to uh, think definitely outside of the box, you know, yeah. and adjust our steps. But uh, uh, the, the hardest part is, you know, from an instructor's point of view, academy owner, you, you miss your students. You know? I mean, the, the problem, not the problem, but the, the issue is, um, they're not family, but they all, they kind of are family. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, not by blood, but so you miss them and you miss the interaction and, and, and you, the kids and the jokes and the, and the, and the things like that. And just, uh, sharing, uh, working to a common bond and common goal. And, and, and we, we, we miss it. I'm sure you, you echo the same thing, but, uh, we can't wait to get back to it. So. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely, you know, um, it's kind of uncharted territory that I think most, business owners that are alive today have not probably experienced yeah. something like this. And, um, so there's, uh, there's a lot of unknown. I think I've, you know, for me, I've been really, uh, happy and surprised with the response yes. and the feedback that we have had with the students, you know, learning how to, uh, adjust through adversity, you know, you, you kind of have a, and that was one of the biggest things when, when, when starting a business, right? It's like, okay, you work, you know, in corporate America and everything's so set up and structured. And then you go into, it's like, I could do this, man. I've been in charge of billion dollar networks and, you know, stuff like that. And then you go and you got to do your business. And it's like, oh, wait a second. I have to come up with a computer tracking program. I have to budget up, you know, and you take for granted all these tools. It's these fortune 50 companies have the, they have deep pockets to invest in all the software and you have to figure it out yourself because if, you can't do it, you're gonna have to pay someone to do it. In the beginning, as you know, there's usually not enough money to be paying people to do it, so we had to do a lot of figuring things out and YouTube tutorials and books for dummies and those type things, and it's frustrating, but you look back and those experiences, you know, they, they mold you, they make you grow, and they help you whenever you're gonna mentor uh, students or, or people or your children that, that are interested in maybe going into entrepreneurship. So, Well, I think um, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like the most important component of growing a business, which is the same advice I would give new students who want to be a black belt, is that you continue your education mm -hmm. forever. And you don't ever believe that you've reached a point where you can settle mm -hmm. or that you are, um, you have enough. It's, I mean, 
even if you have a college degree, I, I feel like, and I don't have one of those, so I'm not like criticizing it because right. you ha- you have to have one of those for certain jobs. But if you if you rest on the idea that that degree means that you have a permanent set of skills that cannot be challenged, then you're going to get left behind, right? Especially now things change so much where a lot of these like uh, tech companies are hiring kids who have learned a lot on YouTube and that pisses a lot of people off because they're kind of like, I went to school for this long. It's like, yeah, but you got to pay attention to what's happening and you've got to be ready to adapt. And and like with your school in the beginning, and I, I think we had a similar starting point. I started like in a, in a garage and and it's like that Tony Robbins quote, and I say it quite a bit. It's like, well, when you don't have resources, you have to be resourceful. Very much. So. Um, and that's what we're in the times we're in now. Yeah. Having to be resourceful. You know? Well, you've grown a lot since those days. I remember um, start, you know, when you were starting off, and and uh, each like ten student mark was kind of a a big a hill climb. Like <laughs> we're at twenty five, you know. And I remember that too. I remember yeah. getting to like twenty five students and being like, this is great, and. Um, so in, in but in the beginning you grow and it feels like oh life's just going to be like this forever but one thing my mentor tells me is like each level kind of student count each level that you reach requires a new set of skills Very understanding and procedures mm-hmm. and so within 50 you're good if you keep the same operations you know at work at that you had at 50 students mm-hmm. when you get to 75 you'll quickly be back at 50 exactly um so what were some of the kind of growing pains that oh, you went that through? Was, that was, I remember we started out, and we just had like a thousand square foot place, and that included the bathrooms and the office. So our mat area and seating area was probably about 600 square feet. So we really only had about 500 square feet to really train on, and we'd roll into the walls and have to patch them because, you know, we didn't have any side. Uh, the, real quick, I remember reading one of your early Google reviews because I, I was telling you, like, hey, man, you got to get these reviews, yes. you know, the good ones. Uh, and then you had a bad one, which we yeah. always get those, but this was like one you could do nothing about. Exactly. But it was just kind of like, this place is this small, and I'm running into the walls. Yes. <laughs> I remember laughing. I was like, yeah, yeah well, that's what is. you got right now. Yeah, that's where we're at. But. But now we're in 4,500 square feet. So, I mean, and state-of-the-art facility. And beautiful facility. Yes. Like, gorgeous facility, man. So, uh, but like I said, you have to pay your dues and adjust and make up for things like that. And, and, uh, and you know, you could get mad. I, and obviously, I, I did get mad. I'm not going to lie. It's like, man. But then you start things like, okay, well, what can I do to make this less of an influencer and focus on the positives that people will kind of, okay, that's part of it. But the greater outweighs that and then that's why we want to keep coming you know um and and uh but in the beginning we got to like 65 students i'm like rocking 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 and then next thing you know uh you know because the way we did contracts at the time you know just ignorant to business um you know november came everyone decided to take a break and they all left and it was like oh what are you doing it's like oh now we got 20 students and we still got to pay the same bills so you know you got to learn on how to manage that and, and manage your projections and and uh, your, your cash flow and things like that and that's something that you know uh, you had all these great tools when i was with these big companies and now you don't have these big forecasting tools oh i got to come up with it i got to go learn or do you that. have uh, a supervisor that you can complain to exactly no, it's the buck stops here you know what i mean I mean, the, all the successes you take, but when you got the negatives, hey man, there's only one person at the at the at the helm of the ship, and it's you. So you got to take the good with the bad, you know. Just like jujitsu, you got to be the hammer, and you got to be the nail sometimes. Yeah. 
And I know, like, it's it's kind of cliche with uh, success talk or whatever you want to call it, but I, I really feel that um, every, you know, every dip and, and sort of temporary failure is extremely important mm-hmm. to become who you end up becoming. Mm-hmm. Because if you just rode a high wave, I, I feel like, I mean, it's like, you feel like like kind of like what the stock market is happening now. Like we're on a high wave and then it crashes. And if you didn't have temporary dips along the way, um, I feel like those people lose their minds when it happens. Mm-hmm. And I had a bit of that when I, I hit a wave at one point of marketing success mm-hmm. and I did not up my game as I grew. Because what happens when you start to, I mean, it, it would be imagined like it would be like winning all your jujitsu matches mm-hmm. And then fighting someone that takes you down past your guard, mounts you, back mounts you, and chokes you in two minutes. Yeah. It's shocking. Oh, yeah. Because your brain is, has told you that you know what you're doing and everything is going to be mm-hmm. fine. And until you experience that hardship. And I, I remember I had that. Like, we grew, we grew, we grew. And I, and I, wasn't, I wasn't upping the level of service mm-hmm. that we offered or... Um, seeking out changes in the industry like in in marketing and business in general i just like i'm gonna ride this wave yeah. it's gonna last forever mm-hmm. um have you had those i oh, mean i know man. you've had like a, very, those dips too very much yeah i mean and we had twice and and that's where um guys or ladies and gentlemen you have to i'm a big believer you have to have mentors and you have to have a support group that can tell you when your shit stinks or when your stuff stinks. Okay. 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 (laughs) Okay. Because for that very reason, you get successful, you start doing things and you get lazy. And I'm not saying, uh, or there is a tendency to become lazy, right? Meaning, meaning, uh, okay, well today I'm not going to send out I'm not going to make those calls to the students or I'm not going to, Oh, I'm not going to print this. I'll do it. And you procrastinate. And next thing you know, that one little thing is one little thing. No big deal. But then you start taking that, you know, with other options, other areas. And next thing you know, all those little things add up. And you're not doing what made you successful. And then when you go Lose back. your hunger. Yes. And then when you go back to fix it, you realize, wait a second, I'm three months behind. Google's just changed the algorithm. Facebook just changed the algorithm. Now I got to re-figure out what the algorithm, now I'm three months behind. And so, and who can you blame? You blame yourself for becoming lackadaisical, which we all do. We all have bits, but that's why human. Yeah, you have to leverage your support group to tell you like, hey man, uh, you got to get to it. You know, you kind of slacking here, you know, And, and not take it as like, offensive but like oh man you're right you know and and you gotta trust people to um help keep you straight you know yeah i i feel like i i know very few i don't know if i know anyone who has um succeeded in any field or endeavor without the help of mentors oh, you, you need someone who has done mm-hmm more or less what you've done. And it doesn't have to be in the same field, exactly. but it needs to follow a, a pattern that is, is proven mm-hmm. and, um, and that can kind of sh- challenge you in a way that goes against what you think is right. Yeah. Because our instincts are mostly wrong. I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like, this is why science is a field. It's designed to test and prove ideas. Mm-hmm. And feelings and emotions 
prove nothing. No. Because I've had ideas uh, for what I thought was best for the school for years with with a good ego to back it up. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to do this. That's an awesome idea. It's my idea. But it's kind of like... And everyone's you know, going to love it. Yeah, but it's kind of like in jiu-jitsu when you're... When you're if you're a purple belt and you're beating white belts with mm. a with a game plan and you think that move or those techniques work, it's like, are you beating the purples? Are you beating yeah. any brown belts? Mm. Or are you sort of tricking yourself into thinking that you're smarter than you mm. are? And now, you know what happens, like you you finally get to a level where you're more knowledgeable than you've ever been mm-hmm. with an attitude of I don't know very much. Exactly. I think that's it's important. Very humbling. Yeah. Yes. Very humbling. And 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 that's the whole, you know, thing like your trend, uh, your progression, and when you get the black belt, and you realize, man, you have, and you're sitting there, and you're sitting in, uh, you know, uh, you know, thank God I've had the the opportunity to sit with yourself and Salo and Shanji and Lovato all in one mat session, sitting there, and you're training, and you're like, oh my God, and it's like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, you know, or you're you're doing private lessons with you know my professors like oh wow that's like and you realize how much you don't know I remember competing and having early successes and getting the purple belt and starting the school and then you start believing your own stink you know like <laughs> man i kind of know what i'm doing i have I, arrived yeah i've arrived i just gotta hang out and just buy my time and i'll get the black belt up but i pretty much i think i got this figured out this jujitsu stuff yeah i got it figured out and i just and you start doing things and dabbling things and then i remember when i got to you know i got close to brown belt closer to brown belt and then just realized like you know what and realizing i didn't listen to my instructor i I, you know what i didn't you know because you're telling me he's like you got a great top game you got awesome top game you got to work on your bottom game. You got to work on your bottom game. You got to work on your bottom game. Ah, I was beating everybody. You know, I was like, hey, man, I'm doing good. And then what happens is you get close to the brown belt and you're not doing anything with those guys because as you go up in rank, you're going to end up on your bottom. It's it's going to happen, right? But me, you know, and being older, kind of setting your ways, you know, uh, you know, and it's like, oh, I spent more time as a brown belt going back and refining my fundamentals from white and blue belt because as a purple belt, I already knew everything. You know, I wanted to go and play and do all the, the fancy stuff and the turtle guards and all that. And guess what? I didn't have like one guard. I knew how a, a bunch of moves from different guards, but my basic closed guard and open guard skills were horrible <laughs> because I didn't listen. You know, I I took for granted the knowledge and the experience of my instructor who had come before me and had trained in Brazil and stuff like that. But you start believing your own hype, you know. I remember when I knew everything as a purple belt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and then you just, and then you're getting smashed. And it's just like, and no one likes to get smashed. But then you have to look at the mirror and say, okay, what went wrong here? Oh, what went wrong? Stupid. You didn't listen. That's what went wrong. And I felt like I was talking to my teenage kids at the time. Or, you know, it's like, oh. So I had to go back and humble myself. It's like, okay, you know what? I need to, like, stop trying to drink from every well and just stick to what I need to do and my fundamentals and refine them and get there. And then when I get the black belt, then start, you know, doing so on and so forth. I know that maybe goes against the newer conventional wisdom, but 
that was no, I for, think the, for me, that's how it worked out. Yeah, I think the newer conventional wisdom is you have to be aware of any opportunity to expand your horizon of knowledge without leaving behind the most critical elements mm-hmm. of success. So there are, I don't know how many ways that we can play a particular lapel guard, warm mm-hmm. guard, lasso guard, but... When I like that, that's that's the overwhelming part. Is if you if you map out and look at everything, you know, like how many techniques there are. Right. But breaking each one down to, oh, this is an ele- this is a concept that I that I've known as a white belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, this angle, mm-hmm. this pressure, and this grip control. Yes. Being done in these different ways, mm-hmm. right? Um, no, but I think it's a normal process. Everyone has to go mm-hmm. through it. You know, you got to go through the process where you get smashed in the beginning. So you're mm-hmm. humble as a white belt. Mm-hmm. And then oh, you get yeah. kind of good again when you're a blue belt and mm-hmm. purple because you can beat a lot of people below you. Um, and then brown and black tends to be humbly. It's like a it's like a full cycle. Oh, and yeah. I think that's that's important part of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said you kind of touched on something that I think is um, makes the process so fun is that you don't arrive or reach an end goal and if you have the right attitude you can observe everything Mm -hmm. like a child and enjoy it Mm -hmm. and business kind of to compare the two business can be stressful and and you know I try to put on a good show, but I've been up here figuring stuff out with tears in my eyes, oh. trying to hide from everyone. Right? You've been there, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, those days, like this, it can yeah. it can be uh, it can be really you know, heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, and you go through that, but there's also the like my, in my mastermind group. I'm uh, I go on sometimes, and I see some some other school owners around the world, and some of them doing you know, uh, their systems are more intact mm-hmm. and better than mine. And my mentor, I hear him talking, I'm like, God, it blows me away, like mm-hmm. how good he is and what he knows of that w- world. And there, you have kind of a choice when you're there. It's like mm-hmm. to look at it with frustration, like, oh, right. well, why am I not that, you know, smart? Right. Or with curiosity. And I mm-hmm. think you do that in jiu-jitsu. Very much. You look at it like you're overwhelmed or mm-hmm. like, cool. Yeah. What can I take from this lesson? Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't get the entire technique, mm-hmm. but you get an, an element you can add to your game. And you keep that childlike curiosity mm-hmm. and you remove the ego, yeah. uh, which is like why they say like babies are, are, are good to look at as an example of, of how, what attitude you ought to have because they mm-hmm. don't care when they fall down. Oh, yeah. They just get up because they're intrigued mm-hmm. by what they're doing. And if you can be intrigued by growing a business and curious mm-hmm. and even, um, you know, take the good with the bad, then you can enjoy Mm-hmm. What you do with a lot of passion. You know? Well, I think life has a way of, it, it's, you can listen to your mentors and adjust them accordingly, or life has a way of stepping in and making you wake up. Either it's going to hit your bank account, <laughs> right? Yep. Or it's going to hit your personal relationships, right? <clears throat> or it's going to affect your health, you know? Yep. Uh, and that comes with, you know, business. It comes with jiu-jitsu uh you know i i tell people all the time jiu-jitsu is the gentle art but if you abuse it it will bite you right and uh, and i'm here to tell you i've been bitten i've been bitten you know but uh not doing the things that i should be you know 
training not smart, you know, not training smart, not taking care of my body, you know, uh, those type things. And, and you, you, you pay the price for that. Life will have a way of slapping you whether you want to or not into reality. And, uh, and, and that's where we're, you know, back to the point where we have to be open-minded to change, but understand it is normal to be frustrated and want to cry sometimes or, you know, scream. And, uh, if you have hair, pull your hair out, you know, um, I still got a little left. Yeah, I just got to pull. That's off why I don't back. turn around. Yeah. <laughs> I just pulled off my back in my ears. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, but you know, and 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 we've been up. And hey, guys, and it's not like we're the only ones. I mean, it, we sit here and admit that we, have, but we have sat in the company of some high-level school owners and black belts at, at accomplished and had these same like oh man you know complaint sessions and and you know and, and what am i doing and how could i be in this situation i've been doing this for this long and it's like well because the the landscape has changed mm-hmm. you know and, and i think and getting back circling back to um the wow. education aspect of it right maintaining your your knowledge i think that's one of the catalysts that has made our organization be better because the simple fact is we can't figure something out. We go read a book and things like that. We find it. And then we realize, you know what? This is good information. Why are we not sharing this with our students? Right. Why, why are we waiting our kids to be 18, 19 before they read their first leadership book? And these, I mean, they're smart, man. We, we guys, I don't want to brag, but, man, the Team Took Association, man, we have some of the best kids and i'm not talking about jujitsu wise i'm just talking about just kids they're good at jujitsu they're good at jujitsu too right (laughs) they're good but i'm just saying just them as individual kids they're so smart and bright and talented you know and uh and i mean you know we love them i'm surprised every day the things they do to impress us the projects that we give them how they above and go beyond so like hey why can't they learn this stuff and i think and we're known for that i mean our, our kids leadership program hands down is the best in the state i mean you know i mean i i'll back that up any day of the week well i think one like uh, the two go together too it's like you have um when the when a when a child's confidence is raised and their belief in themselves goes up their jujitsu gets better very much because so. jujitsu is a is in many ways an emotional expression oh yeah it's technical mm-hmm. um you have to have the technique or you can't do right. it but your ability to get into the right state of mind and perform is based on your belief in yourself hey boost the individual's confidence and watch out they can do anything yeah you know and that's the thing if you boost their esteem and their confidence it doesn't matter what it's jujitsu academics or what and i'm not and, and guys don't get me wrong i i push yeah i want all the kids to go to college no, I want them to have the opportunity. If they want to go and seek that education opportunity, that they have it, right? That they have the skill sets to go for. I don't have a degree either, you know. I, I but you know, I've gone to college and stuff like that. The thing is, knowledge, the quest for knowledge. You cannot stop educating, sir. And I tell the kids all the time: the first thing you don't want to go to college, that's fine. But the first time you get a job, you know what they're going to do? They're going to take you and stick you into training. You're going. You will never escape education. So, you know, read books, you know, uh, you know, library, uh, you know, online courses, trade course. 
you can never stop your seeking and your thirst for knowledge. If not, you will be left behind. I mean, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a formal education through college. You know, you have to, you have to seek knowledge. You know. Yeah, I, I think, um, man, that's a that's a great note to uh, to kind of wrap this up on. And I think that's maybe the best advice that um, I could give to any child or adult mm-hmm. is that life is an ongoing learning process, whether it be your jujitsu, your education your goals as an entrepreneur or anything else is uh be prepared to you know let the ego go open mm-hmm. open up the mind and and soak in as much as you can okay awesome appreciate it guys good stuff brother thank you good hanging man. out with you yeah corona fist bump boom all right see you guys take care guys